How's the singing coming along, Croft? Morning to you. I tell you what, I'm going to have to sing with the passion that Michael Clark was showing there. Absolutely. Although, I will say, the NRL, I reckon there's players there that prefer playing state of origin than playing for the country. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, I think you're spot on there. I think yeah, because but, but in even, rugby leagues, yeah. very unique in that way. It is, but, but I'd like to see I'd like to see the NR, rugby league or the NRL go back to prioritising international rugby league as well. Like I love, remember the like Australia versus Great Britain. Yeah, on, the, like, the old Ashes not, tours, mate. You would yeah. not miss that as a kid if you watch mm. that on TV. That was goosebumps. Like I, I think we can, I think we can grow international rugby league. Get it back to where it should be. That's another. Oh, that's... Very passionate man. I love it. Fantastic. That's another whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we wait till Loz is back oh, before we do that one? Croft, <laughs> gee, we've got a lot to talk about with you. Let's start with firstly last night and the All Australian team. What did you make of it? I, I saw. I'm sure you had a tweet the other day. You were blowing up about uh, Collingwood young gun Nick Dacos not making the squad, um, but he was named the AFL's NAB Rising Star winner, which was no shock at all. What a what a future he's got ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. He was, uh, yeah, voted the best first-year player, now rising star. And, uh, no, I was just I just thought it was a bit crazy that he wasn't in the 44. Yeah. wasn't saying he had He definitely needed to be in the in the uh, All-Australian team. But um, what what can actually happen with the selectors? And I know it's a tough job, but, um, you know, sometimes they go, oh, no, we want to see some runs on the board. We want to see him, you know, have a good year and then back it up. But I'm like... The Australian team's got nothing to do with that. It's judged on how you go that year and what you bring to the table. You can have 20 disastrous years, but if you come with one year where you where you, you rack up the possessions and uh, you get playing in a footy, and he's been he's been unbelievable for Collingwood down back, Nick Dacos. Just the way that he handles the pressure, his decision making with his kicking. He takes the hard kicks, not the easy kicks. Uh, he tries to work through opposition. He's He's been an incredible player this year and he's only going to get better because he's, he's a midfielder and they've been using him down back. So wait until he gets in the middle. Maybe Collingwood can use him through the middle for the finals and um, give him a whole new look. But uh, no, the All-Australian team pretty much picked itself. Tom Hawkins was, um, was named captain, which is fantastic. A boy from Finlay, um, you know, a couple of good footballers out of Finlay. And uh, a good part of the world up in the Riverina. And, um, you know, normally they go with a traditional captain, but he'd been in the team. This is his fifth time. So it was great to see him pick Paddy Cripps. Lots of new faces. You know, you've got guys like Jack Sinclair from the Saints. Uh, Bolton from the Tigers definitely deserved to be in there. Mills uh, from the Swans. You know, I know people have sort of going, oh, you know, should he be in there? You know, he definitely should be in the 44. But, the role that he plays for the Swans um, each week, he definitely deserves to be in there. Maynard from the Pies. Charlie Kerner, who won the goal kicking, he's a first-timer as well. Um, Saad from the Bombers. Connor Rosie from Port Adelaide. So no doubt Kane Corns, uh, he was on the All-Australian committee. So no doubt he would have pushed hard for Connor Rosie, who's a, who's a really good player. Tyson Stengel, he's a story that went to Adelaide, uh, got pushed out of the club, lost his way a bit. Uh, Geelong gave him a lifeline, brought him back. He's probably the lowest paid footballer in the league this year. And he's kicked 46 goals, um, sort of Batman and Robin. And if you throw another one in there with Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, Tyson Stengel, and Mark Flickstars. He's probably the one who plays all over the place. Uh, he's the most flexible player 
and I was not talking about touching the toes. So uh, it was great to see him <laughs> because, um, you know, you can always leave him out, but he goes and plays in the ruck. He'll go and play on the best on ballers. He'll go down back. He'll go forward. So it was great to see him picked. Croft, this sledge um, between Brisbane and Melbourne, um, poor Harrison Petty, uh, that brought him to tears. What did you make of that? Do we know more about it? And, man, it seems like it, it, well, I don't know what was said, but it must have been heavy. Well, it it was alleged it was was something regarding his mother. But but in saying that, you know, both both teams have been pretty guarded and shut up shop and they tried to apologise there and then. And I think there's been a few phone calls back and forth. But yeah. I don't, yeah, like it's it's a hard one. I, I'm all for sledging, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know everyone's saying, you know, we're going to take it out of the game. But you've got to get into the heads of the opposition. And Definitely. I'm sure it's happened on the cricket field all the time. Yeah, where someone walks out feeling good about themselves. And a couple of balls in there thinking, oh, they start to doubt themselves. And yes, there's a line. We all agree with that. Uh, but I still think sledging has a place. Um, it's you've just got to be creative and and try not to go over that line. And yeah, I think the, I think once it becomes personal, though, Crawl, like you can say you can say I reckon you can say just about anything on a sporting field, but you you don't need it to go personal. Yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> and I'm sure we've all we've all. Like, don't worry, off cop the personal side. Don't worry about that. But I still reckon there's a no, surely yeah, not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I still reckon there is a pl- like someone's family or wife or partner. Like, I don't know, man. I never thought. I don't reckon that's okay. No, and, and yeah, obviously there's a line, and I, I think um, players and and teams they're all much better in that space. But you know, heat of the moment. Brisbane was so disappointing against Melbourne last week. You know, it was their match to get themselves into a top four. They didn't turn up. They were terrible. And um, there was also a lot of back and forth. And that's one thing Dane Zorko did say is there was a lot of back and forth. And mm. it wasn't like I just said something, you know, I definitely went over the line. But um, yeah, there was a lot of back and forth um, personal banter going on. And imagine the uh, the great Shane Warne. Oh. I can imagine Warney back in his day. He would have been one of the greats that just sort of really digging it into the ribs and uh, and really getting your mind off the game. And that's why he used to get a lot of his wickets, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he didn't miss you, Warney. If he, uh, <laughs> if he, if you were in his eyesight and he wanted to hit you, he would hit you. He could just but, back it up with a ball as well, which made him so dangerous. And he would do it with a smile yeah. as well. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, even sort of wandering around, he'd say something that was quite offensive, <laughs> but he'd do it with a smile and you're like, I don't know how to take him right now. Yeah. But uh, I love it. But yeah. uh, no, we've got this... It's AFLW starting tonight, but um, with their season starting. But the, the um, AFL teams are having the weekend off, uh, freshening up and ready to go. And it's a bit awkward because we don't like having that little break with the AFL teams. We like the momentum. And on the back of Collingwood Carlton last week, which was just unbelievable, you know, just under 90,000, uh, you know, and, uh, and Carlton losing in the dying moments. Um, you know, you just want footy in the finals to kick off and get rolling so you can launch in. So it's a bit of an unusual weekend this weekend. The coaching merry-go-round. Uh, so Alistair Clarkson does go to North Melbourne on a five-year contract. Ben Rutten sacked. Oh, Essendon, what about the turmoil there, Croft? And Adam Kingsley goes to the Giants. What have you made of all those moves in regards to the coaches? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Kingsley's been a, a great 
uh, assistant for quite some time now. So it's good to see him uh, get his opportunity and he'll he'll do a really good job. Um, you know, Clarko, he said he doesn't start until the start of November, but um, he's already got his feet under the desk and he's going hard, making sure he gets some uh, some new additions um, through the the draft and the trade period and, um, you know, so he'll he'll be definitely shaking things up. And then Essendon, well, Essendon, well, if, uh, you know, the, the supporters uh, for Rutten, um, you know, who, who backed him at board level and from a, a football uh, management point of view, they've all exited and, uh, and, and taken off. And now Essendon go in search of not only trying to retain some players, because we hear that a lot of players are, have had enough, especially ones that have been there for quite some time and they've been through, um, you know, the drug saga and then they've been through this period where they just haven't been able to, to get themselves going. I, I don't know if it's 19 or 16 years that they haven't won a final, which is just unheard of yeah. from Essendon's point of view. And not only that, Essendon, you know, when you look at premierships won, you know, they're, uh, they're right up there at the best. So it's, yeah, it's a very interesting time. They need to. They want a uh, a coach that's had experience, but the problem is a lot of them that have had experience don't want to do it, um, and that often happens. But you look at Collingwood last year; we thought it was a disaster. They had no idea what they're doing. They could be holding up a Premiership Cup in three or four weeks, which is pretty amazing. So things can turn. Um, you know, I think once the media jumps on board and. You know, you think the whole world's blowing up, but they can come through this. They just need to make sure they lock in a, a really good experience coach to come in and just get them back on track. And I'm sure they can be up there in no time. Looking forward to getting your tips for the four finals next week, Croft. Thanks so much. Hey, it might be all about the Swannies. The underdogs, the Swans are coming from nowhere to look out. Oh, bring it Love on. It. Love it. $2.80. I'm all over it. Thanks so much, Croft. <laughs> See you.